Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This podcast is Entail Enhanced. To see pictures, articles, and links of what's being discussed, download the Entail app. Welcome to You Come First with me, Megan Barton Hansen. You may know me from the 2018 series of Love Island. Since before Love Island, I've always had a passion for women's rights and interests. So I'm here to tell you everything you need to know when it comes to putting yourself first. Whether this be in a relationship, in the bedroom, your career or your mental health. I've called in friends from around the world for an intimate, unfiltered conversation that will change your life forever. Expect lots of laughter, a few tears and for the penny to finally drop as we discuss the most taboo and private topics. I'm here to get brutally honest. When will you realise that you come first? The best way to listen to this podcast is on the Entel app, because while you're listening, behind the scenes, photos, links and exclusive content will appear. It's spelled E-N-T-A-L-E. So go download it now and check it out. On this week's episode, we have the lovely Demi Sims, influencer and TV personality. We met on a British dating series called Celebs Go Dating. To explain for those who don't know, there are two dating agents who try and set up celebrities to find love. I'd signed up after a very public breakup and I actually met Demi on the show and we got on really well and ended up dating each other. We talk about all things sexuality, reality TV and putting yourself first when so many men sexualize feminine queer individuals. So Demi... We met on Celebs Go Dating, um, but I've got to be honest, like, I actually watched you on TOWIE before that. Like, I don't think I've ever said that to you, but yeah, I see you on TOWIE, and I just thought it was, like, so inspiring and amazing how open you was about your sexuality. I remember watching it with my mum, and, like, obviously I knew I was a bit into girls at that point, so I loved that you represented that. There must have been so many girls that, like, slid in your DMs after, like, asking for advice about coming out and stuff. Mm, yeah well funny enough you say that you've never actually told me that the first time you saw me was on Tower. but I've had a few inklings because the first time we spoke was like based like you slid into my dms about something that happened on Tower. so that does make sense <laughs> now but um yeah I had a lot of dms at first that like, of girls sliding in and like they was really confident and stuff like that and I think it's because I was like one of the first um, bisexual girls to be on a reality TV series in the UK. So uh, for all these girls out there who are watching it in the LGBT plus 
community like it was quite a big step for them and like they probably got really excited and thought oh my god I'm gonna slide in her DMs do you know what I mean yeah I love that and there must have been so many girls that weren't out yet and then saw you on a show doing it so openly it must have been amazing do you do you have a lot of girls come to you for advice yeah I have so many DMs like weekly of just girls spilling out paragraphs to do with their life story and just saying like how much I've inspired and helped them by just like being me and being confident on TV and like making them aware that actually it's not really that big of a deal nowadays like if you want to come out then no one's going to judge you like they would have about 30 years ago so um, I feel like I am helping people like see bisexual in a different light. Yeah, you really are. And I feel like I've never really said that to you, but you've done loads for me as well, even though you're younger than me. And I know you're on like a personal level now. It was just amazing to see you um, so boldly just be open about your sexuality on such like a mainstream TV when no one, like you said, in the UK had ever done that before. So thank you, I guess. Thanks for doing that for us. (laughs) Thanks, Megan. (laughs) You're welcome. Yeah, it was weird because... um, like not I hadn't even come out to like everyone do you know what I mean and then I just went on Tawi and I just like was like the first second I went on there I was like oh yeah like I'm bi so um a lot of people were shocked like a lot of family friends and stuff like that were shocked um because obviously I hadn't come out to everyone but do you know what sometimes you just got to be confident in life and you just got to be who you are and I don't think there's, there's a problem with that at all no of course not so was it not planned then did it just kind of happen that you said it so like publicly yeah it just happened like um I just done a little cameo with Chloe on Tawi at the end of like a series I think it was for like the finale or something and I just come on and um and we just got into it in conversation and I just was like oh yeah I'm looking for boys and girls and uh, it was just like everyone just looked at me and I just thought you know what like I actually don't care I just I'll have anyone know because like I just want people to like me for me and I'm not going to hide myself any longer. I love that. When you was growing up, was there, like, any role models or people that made you feel comfortable with your sexuality? Any role models? Obviously, Megan Fox, my number one G. Like, I literally love her to bits. Um, I used to fancy her so much, it was actually beyond a joke. And then, obviously, Glee. It's such a touchy subject talking about Glee because, obviously, everything that happened, like, in the press lately and like it's such a sad story about that woman that died but her and her storyline in Glee actually did help me a lot and um I'm just like thankful for small mm. things like that you know on TV that like as you grow up you can watch it with your family and like it's just like a normal bit of like an episode just like a boy and a girl would be in in school yeah. like they was two lesbians in school so it was just like nice to see that normality Yeah, it's so good. And I feel like on Netflix, they're doing so much for, like, the LGBTQ plus community right now. Like, there's so many shows that have got, like, gay storylines. I love it. Anything that's gay on Netflix, I'm like, yep, it's my favourite show. (laughs) (laughs) Do Do you scroll down to the little LGBT section? Yeah, I purposely search for it. I'm there. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) I've done that before. (laughs) I just feel like it. I lose interest in like watching things so easily, but I think because it resonates with me, I, it just holds my interest for longer. I'm like, I love a gay storyline. 
<laughs> I know what you mean. Like you're literally watching it, waiting for them, but like to kiss or like to hold hands or something, can't you? Yeah, I love it. <laughs> um, so growing up, like I grew up in South End, and like there wasn't many people in my social circle. I didn't have like a lot of gay friends or know anyone who was really gay. Um, what was it like for you? Did you have any friends that were out? No, I'm exactly the same. To be honest, Megan, like when I was growing up and like when I come out and stuff, I didn't have any friends either. All my friends were actually straight. Um, so it was like the odd one out. Do you know what I mean? I just I did I did feel a bit like the only gay in the village, you could say, <laughs> at the time. Um but with me, I made friends like my best friend's a gay guy. Um, I found it easier to actually make friends with a gay guy than with girls because I think with girls like I think there's I think one of them will start to like the other one that's what I've found anyway with girls or like it will get a bit messy like if you get drunk you'll have a kiss or something like that so I've always found it a bit um easier to like be friends with gay guys yeah a hundred percent like I don't think I've done it intentionally but like obviously you know Joel like I felt so much more comfortable being around gay guys I don't know what it is but yeah I guess it doesn't blur the lines as such if you're like growing up and you're a girl um and you're like in the closet and stuff I wouldn't exactly say like straight away try and find like gay girlfriends I would say definitely explore and like try and make friends with gay guys because you can always go to like gay events with them and like they will always understand you as well so I just think it's important to like um venture out and mix with other genders as well yeah, 100%. Like, I did the complete opposite. Obviously, I had no gay friends and I didn't know what it was like to even date a girl. Like, I had the odd kiss and stuff, but there was nothing in South End for, like, a gay community, really, or anyone that I knew. So I got this app called Her, and it's, like, this lesbian dating app. And I remember I matched with someone, set up a date... And then before I went out for this date, my brother's girlfriend who lived with us burst in the door and was like, Meg, I've got something to ask you. She like took a seat on my bed all serious. I was like, oh my God, what the hell? And she was like, "Um, it turns out that you're going out with a girl who works at my work. So can you just confirm you're not a big fat lesbian? And I was like, Oh God! what like imagine that like the first time that I've ever had the confidence or felt okay to go meet a girl this girl who's quite close to me comes in and is like homophobic and rude about it I'm just like what the hell but I was I kind of like played it down I was like no I'm meeting her but I don't know I like girls and boys it is what it is but yeah mortifying so I think you're right I think find a gay community like friends with us male friends or female friends who are gay I think yeah don't rush into the apps because it was a disaster for me <laughs> do you know what Megan like listening to that story um I think that's quite an important message to send to straight people as well is like if you find out that someone is like gay or you know like thinking about the same sex like don't go in and like belittle them a little bit even if it is a joke like you should be careful with what words you use because that can make them suffer in silence even more and push them even further back into the closet yeah a hundred percent and I think people don't know how to take it and 
yeah, it's shocking. Like, the words she said to me, she was younger than me and she probably didn't mean it to hurt me. Like, if I spoke to her now and told her, she probably wouldn't have meant to cause the offence she did, but that's something that's going to stay with me for life. And like you said, it it did make me take, like, ten steps back. I was like, well, I'm not going to publicly say or say to my mum or say to any more friends that I'm considering dating a girl after what she's just said. So, yeah, I think that is a really important message for straight people. Yeah, because you'll probably be scared that everyone's just going to think you're a big fat lesbian. <laughs> I know, how rude. <laughs> yeah, it scarred me for life. <laughs> mean. So what was your coming out story then? Was it on Towie or did like some friends and like close friends know before? Yeah, obviously my close friends and my family knew. Um, the first person I ever told was like my best mate and we was about I reckon about 16 and we was just at my friend's house and I just you know when it's so it builds and builds and builds up inside you like so much that I just felt like I had to burst something out of myself and I ended up telling her and um and she just was like what and I was just like yeah like I'm talking like because I was talking to this girl at the time that I'd met over Twitter and um she was like, oh, my God, I can't believe that. And then and then we did, literally didn't speak about it at all again until, like, the next day. And then I remember her around my house. And I was like, do you remember what I said to you yesterday? And she was like, yeah, but can you just remind me again? And then I had to explain it to her again. And she was completely fine with it, but she swore, like, to never tell anyone. So that was, like, my coming out story, like, the first time I'd ever come out to, like, any of my mates or family. And then... um Obviously, my family coming out story is different because I had a girlfriend and we was in like a secret relationship for about six months. And then um, it got to like six months and I was meant to stay at her house. And I got chucked out of her house at early hours in the morning at like 3am. Like she just was like, you can't stay here. Like my parents don't know that you're here, blah, blah. So I was like, what the hell? And like we'd had a drink and stuff as well because I was like 19 by this time. And uh, so I couldn't drive my car back home because I'd had a drink. So I was mm. stuck at like 3am on the streets in Kent, which was like an hour away from where I lived. So I, I had to call my mum and my dad and I just had to like explain to him. I was crying, like flooding with tears. And I just had to explain to him and say, listen, I really need you to come get me. I can't drive home. Like she's chucked me out of her house. And they was like, but why? Why are you not allowed to stay at her house for? And I was just like, because like, we're together. And they was like oh yeah we know and I and I thought they were saying yeah we know as in like we was together like hanging out I didn't mean they actually knew that we was like fully going out of each other so I was like no like we're actually like together together like we were girlfriend and girlfriend and they was like yeah we know like we already know that Demi like we can tell and I was like <laughs> like literally my tears stopped and I was so shocked I was like what like you knew you hadn't said nothing to me and they was like well no because like we were just giving you your own time to come out like we didn't want to rush you we didn't want to push you into telling us that we just wanted you to do it when you're comfortable but obviously we love you and we accept you for you so like we're glad that you told us so um they come out at like 3 a.m they they come in their car um one of them drove my car back and then I got in their car but on the way home, we stopped off at McDonald's and they got me some chicken nuggets and chips because I was an absolute mess by this point. And they just was like <laughs> patting me on the back and was like, we're really proud of you. Like, we love you so much. And then 
I just, I can't even explain the weight that I felt lifted from my shoulders because I was just like, I have panicked for about three years thinking that like no one was going to accept me and that they're going to look at me in complete different light. And this whole time they knew anyway, like I just was, I was just like, oh, I can't believe, I can't believe this. But yeah, it was such a happy moment. And I do think like some things do happen in life for a reason. So obviously I was meant to get chucked out of her house as horrible as it was at the time. And as much as I felt like I didn't belong, like it made me feel like mm. I belonged even more because I ended up coming out. So um, yeah, it was a strong moment. That is such a sweet coming out story. Like at first it was so dark. I was like, oh my God, you're 19, you're drunk, you're alone in the middle of nowhere. But the way it turned around and like you said, the next day you must have felt so relieved that your parents were so supportive and lovely and even stopped off and got your McDonald's on the way. Amazing. Double winning. I was well gassed about the chicken nuggets and chips. I was so hungry. (laughs) It makes such a difference. And I just think like... That is one of my biggest messages, whether it's about sexuality or doing whatever you want with your body or mental health or whatever people are sometimes worried about other people's reactions of. I think just be honest and open because the chances are you build it up in your head to be this massive thing. And everyone who loves you and supports you is going to back whatever you want to do as long as it makes you happy. Yeah, exactly that. And I think... I think that was probably one of the biggest moments in life for me. And I just, now that I know that everyone around me who loves me, supports me, like I feel like I can conquer anything now. I've got that confidence in me. I love that. What would you say to girls who are either dating girls secretly or thinking about coming out and just don't have the courage to say it? Like, what advice would you give? It's so hard because I've literally been in that position myself and you honestly feel like in your head, you're like, I'm never going to be able to do this. I'm never going to have the confidence. Like, I'm going to be in the closet my whole life. Like, honestly, that's what I thought for years, right? And Mm. then one day, like, obviously when that happened, I just, it just blurted out of me and it just showed me that one day you will get that confidence, you know? Even though you build it up and you build it up that you're not ever going to have that confidence, you will. It will just, it will just snap out of you one day and you'll just think, do you know what? I've got to let people around me know. So as much as you feel like right now that you'll never be able to come out, one day you definitely will be. It might be like in six months time or a year's time or in five years time. Like you see married people with kids that like are married for 20 years and then they come out and they have to get a divorce and then they like go and marry the same sex because it might have taken them their whole life to come out. But they've got to that point where they just feel like that they have to start being themselves. So I definitely think it's like you've got to be positive about it and you've got to remember that you definitely will come out one day. Yeah, I think that's great advice. I think, yeah, just don't rush it. And when it feels natural and right to come out, then come out. Don't try and, like, force your journey or your path just because, I don't know, your friend has or someone else you know has. Just do it when it feels right. I think that's the best advice. I mean, I don't really have a coming out story. I just kind of told my mum, like, in conversation. I kind of really downplayed. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. And I was like, oh, yeah, well, you know, I really like this girl when we kissed and stuff and just gauged it from that. And then when she was fine with that, I was like, oh, okay. And then this happened. So I never really said... I like girls as such, or I could see myself with a girl. It just kind of happened, I think. But I'm lucky. Like, I'm so lucky. My parents are so open and supportive of anything I do. Bless them. <laughs> yeah, I think we've struck luck there, Megs. We're, like, with our mums. Yeah, I know. I can't imagine how hard it would be if, like, I don't know, my parents weren't as supportive. It must be so difficult. But I think another good thing is, like, the sense of community. I know everyone puts Instagram down and is like, oh, social media this, social media that. But for me, even since Love Island, I've made friends and made a community on Instagram of girls who are, like, feminists or don't identify as, like, gay, straight, lesbian. They're just whoever they want to be. And I think that's really helped me so much. It's opened my eyes and, like, educated me to this whole different group of people I never knew about and I feel like I've found my little community on Instagram so I do think if you do feel like your close friends and family would judge you maybe or you're not ready to come out to them I think online there's like great communities online where you can make friends and stuff yeah I completely agree with that I think um, there's like millions of people on Instagram or Twitter and there's always going to be people that are going to accept you it's just if you're willing to put yourself out there and um, try and make some friends with people who necessarily don't live around you, might not know the same people as you, just stuff like that. you just got to put yourself out there, haven't you? Yeah, 100%. And I think that's a great way of making friends. But that brings me on to my next question, because I'll be honest, before 
Love Island and I had this platform and more followers, I was clueless. Like I said, I downloaded that lesbian app and that didn't really work out. There wasn't really many girls in my area. Um, And yeah, I just had no clue of how to meet people. So how did you go about meeting girls? So obviously my first girlfriend that I was just telling you about, um, that was through Instagram. I think most of my relationships have been made through Instagram um, just because I feel like people are more confident behind the phone. Obviously, I would say to people listening to this, be careful about who you are meeting up with that that you've just met on the internet. Like, obviously, make sure that you're going to be somewhere in a public place, like you're going to be safe and stuff. But at the same time, like, that is where <laughs> I've met most of my relationships because um, I just think, like, I just think... <sighs> going to places like Soho or Gay Village and stuff like you might not meet your match there you might go out there and you might not see anyone that you like I've done it plenty of times so like going back to the internet it isn't a bad thing yeah a hundred percent and sometimes like the first time I went out with I don't know my friend Joel for example in Soho I was like oh my god there's gonna be so many girls there I feel like it's, like, dominated by men. Like, there's hardly any women in Soho, I feel. Oh, my God. I feel, like, the exact same. I feel like when I go there, like, I I don't see anyone. I don't know if that's me being picky, but I literally feel like it's all men as well. Um, uh, So, yeah, I don't know where everyone's hiding. I feel like everyone's under a rock somewhere. (laughs) I feel like we need to make our own lesbian club. Like, after this lockdown, we need to, like make our own club (laughs) do you know what i'll actually back that we'll enroll some members yeah i can do like a weekly stripping performance get some poles in there be loving it (laughs) what the hell megan this has gone from making a little gay club to the stripping now where's this come from you're a nightmare you are (laughs) you know what i'm like you know what i'm like i have to make it all about me i'm such a narcissist is bad (laughs) i know you're trying to earn that dollar we're only trying to do a gay club and you're trying to strip on the pole for some dollar (laughs) oh don't i miss going out so much this lockdown is killing me how have you found it do you know what this this lockdown hasn't been that bad i think because in my head i know that it's only four weeks like um if they extend it i'll be like a bit gutted um but yeah i don't think it's that bad i just hope that like this actually works and that afterwards we can all go back to normal but i really want to go out as well like i need a girls night out asap yeah 100 percent. i'm missing it and i think the last lockdown it was so nice with like the sun i bought paddleboard i was doing the absolute most but this time there's just nothing to do it's freezing it's dark at like four o'clock depressing but um, talking about clubs and, like, being out in bars and stuff, do you feel like men sexualise femme lesbians a lot? Because for ages, I thought, maybe it's me. Maybe it's because I've been so open about, I don't know, my past in the sex industry or maybe because I had sex on TV in Love Island. Like, that men are very... Since I've come out, they're like, oh, yeah, I'd love to have a threesome with you. And I'm like, it's completely different. I like women and want an exclusive relationship with a girl. It's nothing to do with men or a threesome or anything. But do you think people like, especially men, sexualise it a lot? It's so annoying. Oh, 100%. I think for men, it is literally like a fetish for them. I think they like jumping down 
they jump up and down as soon as they hear that you're also into girls like they automatically think in their head that they've got a chance of like being in some freeway relationship for some reason I do not know I do not understand where they get this mindset from um it's quite entertaining but at the same time I can understand why people get quite um offended by it because like we're only out there trying to be ourselves and look for love so when people are coming at us like talking about sex constantly and thinking that like two girls being with each other's all like really sexy and it's all about sex like it is it's a little bit like okay like chill out like all we're trying to do is love each other and find our soulmate like it's not not everything's about um being sexy do you know what I'm getting at yeah a hundred percent because I found I've only had like one serious like long-term relationship with a girl and I felt like I was kind of holding myself back like if I was with a guy for example in a bar I would like put my arm around him like give him a kiss whatever but I felt like with a girl I just kind of felt like I couldn't do that and just because I didn't want someone to come over and be like oh my god are you two together and just talk shit about like I don't know it just made me feel uncomfortable I think just the way men really sexualize it and think it's something for them like it's not I'm like this is me this is my girlfriend bye <laughs> yeah I completely understand where you're coming from because I've been like that in the past like, I think that comes with time though because when I had my first few share of girlfriends I haven't had that many I'm acting as if I've had about 100 I've only had a few Such a player. But when I was first getting with girls and stuff like I was the exact same like I didn't want to kiss them in public all because I didn't want people staring and the exact same reason what you're saying but now like now I've like been out for longer and stuff I just don't care if someone's going to come over and and be rude about it like I will just say to them you know this is just my girlfriend like we're just two normal human beings like can you just accept that sort of thing um whereas so I can be myself whereas I used to sort Mm. of not be myself I know these men they need educating I swear (laughs) I know men listening to this if you see two girls holding hands and kissing do not go over and say sexual things (laughs) thank you so you know I'm a Towie fan like I love Towie and I watched the last episode last night actually and I loved it by the way um do you think since being on tv it's been harder to date because of like I don't know the press or different reasons there's yes and there's no because Obviously, since being on TV and being out in the public eye, I've obviously got to know a lot more people that I wouldn't have gotten to know mm. beforehand. Um, a lot of people know I exist now, where, like whereas before they wouldn't have even known that I was gay. So in that region, like I probably speak to more girls than I would have if I wasn't on TV. But then in another light, it's like, can you trust these girls that are trying to talk to you because do they just want to get on TV themselves? Do they just want a name? I don't know what they're after. Um, so it's like, it it weighs, like it's hard and then it's not hard. Like you can get greedy and talk to loads of people, but are half of them people even genuine? I don't know. Yeah, I found the same. Like I'd honestly say, I feel like it's harder for me personally today after being on TV than it was before. Because I think before... There was no pressure. If I saw someone for, like, a week or two and we was getting on and was fine, but then for some reason it didn't work out, there'd be no pressure. But I feel like now I would go for a drink with someone, potentially get papped, and the next thing you know, it's, like, Megan and Mystery Man or Megan and New Girlfriend. It's, like, I do find it's, like, really, really hard. 
But I definitely agree with what you're saying about people's intentions. Like, especially when they slide in on the DMs, I'm like, if they've got like a decent following already, I'm like, do you actually like me for me? Or do you just want to get that following up a bit higher, hun? Like, <laughs> I do worry. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's, um, it's hard to know if people are genuine. And I get the whole pap thing as well obviously like if you get packed with someone that you're just on like a first date with like it's not ideal because then the media blows it up even bigger than what it is or you could just get packed with your mate and then that looks even worse um so I completely understand that is definitely the negative side to it but then again I do think there's a lot of positives like you do get like more offers that when you're being on tv as in like you you'll get invited to events or like you can get invited to like workplaces abroad like I worked with Boohoo on the last Manchester Pride so then I got to meet like more gay people so there are like more benefits to being on TV and in this like reality bubble I think because then you get invited places and you can meet more people so that's definitely a positive to it yeah of course that's amazing I remember that Pride actually, so sad Pride didn't happen this year, but yeah, last year, it was my first ever Pride and I did not hold back for the outfit, like, <laughs> what what was that actually about please? Any need for that? It was actually men's underwear that I was wearing. I, I actually remember that. <laughs> I remember that because um, this was when me and you wasn't speaking and... Um, it was just before me and you stopped speaking, actually, because I remember you telling me that you had planned to wear the outfit and then we stopped speaking and then I remember seeing you wearing the outfit and it was like a crazy little number. <laughs> and then um, randomly, we were both in the same hotel as well and I think you had to go and stay in a different hotel. I didn't bump into you, but I remember one of the paps saying to me, oh, you know, Megan's staying in your hotel, but I think she's gone to another hotel now. And I was like, oh my God, like, could you literally imagine if we bumped into each other? You literally would have just burst out laughing seeing me and Jarwin matching his and hers tiny pants. Oh, it was it was bad, but I enjoyed myself. <laughs> I mean, it was my first Pride. I went all out, I didn't hold back. <laughs> well, listen, as long as you enjoy yourself, Pride's just about being who you are and what you want to wear, so <laughs> you do you, girl. So outrageous. Do you ever have, like... Obviously, we're both from, like, a reality TV background. Do you ever have any regrets about doing reality TV? Or do you think, like you just said, the perks that come with it, it's made it all worth it? I don't have any regrets. Um, obviously, my family have been on Tawi since I was like the age of fourteen. I've had my sister on there, then and my cousin Joey, and then my brother Charlie went on there. My other cousin Francesca, and then now me and Frankie have joined. So for me, it's like I felt like I was always going to do this. Mm. Like part of me went through a stage where I thought I was going to be a makeup artist, but that lasted for like one year, and then um. Yeah, it happened and I don't regret it, I think, because I expected it to happen um, and I'm just enjoying it at the moment. It's a good job, like, you meet a lot of new friends and I'm in it with my family, so it's nice. Do you, why do you regret doing it? I don't regret it, like, I try not to have any regrets about anything. I'm like, I try and have the view that you said earlier, like, everything happens for a reason, but there will be days, like, I'm human, there's days when I think, oh my God, sometimes... I wish I could just go Tesco and not be pap looking like a complete scruff or, I don't know, be judged because I've put on a bit of weight or be judged because I dyed my hair almost black. Like, 
<laughs> do you know what I mean? There's like things that I'm like, oh, it's a bit annoying. But on the whole, <laughs> I'm super happy and I'm really like grateful for the platform I've been given. But yeah, I just wondered like if you ever had days like that or yeah, my next question was going to be like, what would you have done if you wasn't on reality TV? But did you say it's going to be a makeup artist? Well, I wanted to be a makeup artist, but um, that I literally got bored of that after like a year. I went to study it for two years in college and then I left and actually got a job in my sister's salon in Chloe's Beauty Bar. And it literally, like, I've just got the worst attention span ever, like, to stand there and concentrate on people's makeup all day. Like, it's a lovely job. It's sociable. Like, I love doing makeup. But for me, it's like doing the same thing over and over every day. Like, I just wanted something that where I was going to, like, travel to different destinations. I know you can do that with makeup, but more so this job, you can, like, travel to different destinations, like, with work. And you can, like, go to events and meet new people and stuff. And that's Mm. what I was looking for. Yeah, I know what you mean. And it's good, I guess, you've got the skills from being a makeup artist. So I'll bear that in mind if we're ever at the same event. And you feel like doing my makeup. Megan, hey. <laughs> you, you made me do your makeup once before. Do you remember? Yeah. And I also remember I was trying my hardest on social media to learn how to put eyelashes on. And I thought, oh, I'll talk my followers through it. I'll be like, girls, look, if you're, not, if you're like me and you're not very girly, I'm trying to learn how to do stuff. And you messaged me saying it made you cringe because it was that painful to watch. <laughs> So rude. <laughs> no, I literally was watching you and it made me feel so uncomfortable because the way you was putting these eyelashes on, it was like you were meant to literally just put the glue on them, stick them on. But you was like, I don't even know what you was doing. There was like a 12 step tutorial to putting <laughs> these pair of eyelashes on. It was mental. I never saw anything like it before. It's really tricky. I tried to blow dry my hair yesterday and then I put the results of the at-home lockdown blow-dry on Instagram and it was terrible. Oh, really? Is that why your hair's curly now? Oh, no, this was for a different product that I'm trying to trying to promote. But I don't know, what are you saying? Be honest. Is it terrible? Um, no, it's not terrible. It's very curly, though. <laughs> I've never seen you with that many curls in your hair, ever. <laughs> You've got ringlets. It's quite a vintage vibe, but... I like it. I mean, it's better than the blow dry I tried to achieve yesterday. So, baby steps. I mean, I've got a picture of you in my phone and <laughs> I think you like, it was when we was away with Celebs Go Dating on holiday and I think you like tipped your head upside down and like brushed it upside down and you flipped it back up and your whole hair was just sticking up. Like it was mental. You looked like you was that like, hairspray and me and you were just creasing and I've got the picture on my phone. Oh it's my so God. funny. Incriminating. You need to send me this so I can see it. <laughs> Yeah, well, I've seen you many hairstyles now. You've literally seen me at my worst. I can't believe it. <laughs> so many embarrassing times. I know, I feel sorry for myself. <laughs> no, but thank you so much for coming on and talking to me today because I feel like it is really important. And like I said earlier, before you, I didn't really know anyone in like the reality TV or just in the UK who was like openly um, bisexual or gay. So thank you so much for coming on and hopefully this will help girls if they're like questioning their sexuality or don't know where to turn if they're just about to come out well listen thanks so much for asking me anyway um it was really nice of you to ask me and obviously i'd love to come on here and share as much knowledge as i can being in the lgbtq plus community 
I just want to help people as much as I can. And I think me and you have done a good job here today, if I can say so myself. So (laughs) thank you very much as well, Megan. Oh, no worries. We'll have to catch up soon. And please send me that picture of me with the wild hair because I'm anxious about that. (laughs) All right, I'll send you it now. I'll see you later. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this. If you did, please rate five stars and leave a review. And be sure to subscribe so you get next week's episode as soon as it lands. And remember, for the best experience, make sure you listen on the Entel app. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.